How come they don't do that? Bullies don't ever take it to the guy who wants what they want, right? Because they're insecure. Hi, my name is Cherie, and this is Life is Cherry. Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday, which means half our week is over. I hope it is going amazing for you. Today, I have Coach Adrisa on again with me, my friend, and we're just going to discuss some of those hard topics that are going on in the world right now. Um, One being the school shootings that have been happening and the most recent one um, in Texas and also how that plays into mental illness. And actually, this is huge for me. I am a big advocate for trying to get more awareness, more information out for those who suffer from mental illnesses and the things that they go through and having support groups. So this is one that is really special to my heart as I have had so many friends and family that have dealt with this. And I just want to be able to have that information out there and have a discussion and hopefully be a support for anyone or anyone who's going through any of that. So let me bring in Coach Adris here. Hello, Coach Adris. How are you? Hey, guys. What's happening? Happy Wednesday. What's up, day? Right. It's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last, last week, one of my clients, she's like, I go, how you doing? She goes, can I go? Well, it's Thursday. She goes, it's Thursday? It's not Wednesday? I go, no. She goes, oh, it's great then. <laughs> I love that. I love it when it's closer to the weekend. <laughs> I love it when, when a day has, when I thought, when it's the next day. Is one day closer to Friday? Yes. <laughs> you can tell me that any day, even if it's not. It's it like, was funny because then later on, later on that day, we did another, we did a, another workout. And I was like, so how's your day? She goes, ever since you told me it was Thursday, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that was so funny. I said, yeah, I know what I, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> we all work for the weekend, right? <laughs> Is that something? It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's kind of like working out. Like, I always tell people, like, you know, the last four reps, three, four reps, are the, those are actually the money reps, like, all the stuff before pre, is pre-exhaust. And the last ones are the ones where you have to work the hardest for. And most people don't. They leave that part out. That's the good part. That's the part that actually the work is in the last portion of the of the set. The yeah. front portion is just getting this, exhausting the muscle. The last part is finishing the muscle, fatiguing the muscle. So that's kind of, I guess, how the week is. You know, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's crazy because when I lived in Hawaii, it was different. Everybody works different jobs there. And so nobody works a nine to five Monday through Friday. And so it was so weird having that feeling not working for the weekend. And I haven't done that since I was in college, right? And worked just odd and ed jobs. Mm-hmm. But it taught me that there was a different way to live life also. And we're always on the grind here. And But there is a better way. That's why most people are stressed out of their boards because they don't they don't uh, know how to. It's all it's all they know. Yeah. It's all they know. That's why it's it's another reason why it's so hard to talk to people sometimes. Like I mentioned on my you know my my show the other day, a lot of people just don't really open their minds to other other ideas. They just won't. They just can't do it. Yeah. Like you talk to them and 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 they're just ready to. I always say you're not listening. You're just waiting waiting to talk. You're not really listening to what I'm saying. 
So that happens a lot of times with uh, conversations with people. I, I'm, I'm, I'm better at recognizing it when I'm watching somebody as I'm talking to them mm-hmm. and they just take the talking. And I'm like, are you even like listening to anything? <laughs> Sometimes I have to stop and be like, okay, are you hearing what I'm saying? I do this with my kids all the time because my, especially my teenagers are getting to that age where they just want to be right about everything and have those arguments, right? And I have to stop them and say, okay, Man, that is a tough. That is a tough. to me, yeah. Like my my girlfriend's daughter the other day, she said that she said that I was talking to because they went to have a little talk about her growing up. You know, mm-hmm. she's not growing up. She, you know, I'm a Toys R Us kid. I'm like, no, not up in this house. You ain't no damn Toys R Us kid. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I said, I, I said, I got with you because your kids were older and getting ready to leave. <laughs> I said, if I wanted some little kids at the house, I'd have found. I could, I could have, I could have hooked some, found somebody a long time ago. <laughs> um, so she, so she goes, you know, and she talked about me, and she was like, well, Idris, you know, he always argues with me, and I'm like, yeah, because she thinks she's, she has to be right about everything. Like she can't be wrong at all. Like she had, and people like that are very hard to talk to when they have to find some way to still be right. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna do two yeah, plus two. Five. No, it's not. It's four. Yeah. Well, four is on the way to five. Like they, just, you know, they just have to find a way, which which is which is insecurity, and and they don't realize that they're very. You have to be extremely insecure when you can't just go, oh, no, I was wrong. Yeah, a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. Or the other person, right? And actually uh-huh. hear, or listen to the other person and actually hear another side. Instead of just wanting to talk it's and insecure, insecure people can't do that. See, a lot of people don't understand what insecure means. I've had so many people, I'm like, you know, you're insecure, right? And they'll get upset. And I'm like, and then I'll describe what they do. And they kind of, actually, my girlfriend's one of them. She goes, I go, you're very insecure. And she was like, no, I'm not. And then over time, she was like, God, you're right. I am. I'm like, I told you. <laughs> I wasn't being mean. I was just trying to get you to realize that this is what you do. You know, you yeah. you're constantly defending yourself. Yeah. Like I'll say, like I'll go. Um, her actually, it's, it's funny. Like her kids that way, and it runs. Sometimes it, it it can run in your family because of how you communicate. Yeah. And sure. and if you'll communicate and then accuse like everybody's making an accusation about stuff instead of just a conversation, it's always an accusation. People start to develop a defense every time you say something they're defending their position so one day i, I and i'll ask them like one day i'll say can you turn the tv off at night like a lot of times y'all go to bed leave the tv on whatever well i, I didn't have the remote last well <laughs> it, was, it was what it was her show and i was like y'all could have just said okay <laughs> that's really all i was looking for right. and, then, and, then, and then they get mad at me well then, you know there's what why it's not just a yes or no answer there's more to it i go no it's not more to it you want to make more to it, but honestly, it's a can you do this? So, in other words, you can't do it because that does so by your answer, does that mean no? <laughs> You're not going to turn it off. <laughs> like they don't realize, like that's what they do. And yeah. I told them, I go, that's what y'all do. Y'all, y'all will go. You'll go into a defense mode or an excuse yeah. mode, or it's it's somebody else deflection mode. Like yeah. people do this. And you know how hard it is to have a relationship with anybody that does that? It is extremely difficult. Yeah. 
Well, and, because and it's awesome too, and you just have to have the same conversations over and over again because you never get through it, ever. And that's what happens at 15, 16, 17. You know, they, you know, I always say if you don't have, if you and your, if you don't have your kid, you only have your kid's undivided attention from honestly two to 12. Once they get 13 and their friends start to become big, then their friends' words start to become bigger than yours. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know, you're a bunch of 13 year olds. You've been 12 years ago, you were still pissing on yourself. But now you want to tell me what's going on, right? You couldn't even control your bowels 20, 10 years ago. <laughs> and, I'm, and you're going to argue with me about a subject you you, you know absolutely nothing about. Mm-hmm. You know this much about it, but you think you know this much about it. Yeah. It's it's amazing. You know, I used to always tell my son that. I'm like, dude, for 15, you're smart. But if you were my age, you'd be a moron. With the knowledge <laughs> that you have, you'd be a moron if you were my age. <laughs> Yeah. But for 15, yeah, you're pretty smart. Because he was very because he was very smart. He was one of these gifted program kids. He was always smart. Yeah. But I'm like, for, fi- for 15, you are smart. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. <laughs> Soften the blow a little bit. <laughs> His grandfather loved that. He goes, dude, I love that one. If you were my age, you'd be a moron. <laughs> I'm like, you're not a balance a checkbook, you're not a dude. <laughs> You know, you don't know how to do anything. If you were my age, you'd be like this close to this, you know. Yeah, and most adults actually these days don't even know how to do that stuff. So they're not learning. And, and you see how their lives usually are too. Yep. They're very tough lives. And like, you know, like, yeah, this school shooting stuff, like I, it's kind of interesting. Like I wouldn't even like listen to it for a day. There was a whole day where I didn't really want to even Look, because I knew I knew once I actually sat down, I was going. It was going to bother me. <laughs> you know, I knew it was going to. Yeah. So, so you're in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. About it's about uh, it happened like about three hours from me, something like that. Three and yeah. a half. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I'm the same way, actually. So, as a young mom, I would go to the gym and I'd be running on the treadmill, right? And I learned how much it affected me to see things happen to children. And I was running on the treadmill this one time. And it was this new story that came up about this mom who had actually hung her kids in the closet. And I was so emotional and so affected by it in such a way that I literally fell off the treadmill and hurt myself. I, and I've never done that at the gym before. And at that point in time, I just realized like how much our media really does affect us and how much those stories and that all the people in this world and how you can have so many good people, but there are some awful people in this world and how we're touched by it every single day of our lives. It's crazy. That's why people don't, that's why I'm, you know, Facebook, you know, I kind of went on a subject the other day about Facebook and how people let it affect them and. Yeah, you know, they don't. They, people don't realize it, it sh- You can't let every story or every comment ruin your day. You just yeah. can't. You are going to be on a roller coaster of emotions your entire life. I was there. It was a point when I and I said, you know what? I can't do this. I can't let everything someone says that I don't agree with bother me. It's ridiculous. First of all, to think everybody's going to agree with you is absolutely crazy yeah you know like when i talked about looks and i was like okay you think you're a 10 
I don't. She doesn't think you're a 10, but does that mean you're not a 10? No. As long as you think you're a 10, who cares what everybody else thinks? Yeah. And most people, that's why most people, you know, don't like celebrities or don't like, you know, they don't like them because they look at those people and they think that they get a lot of attention for their looks. I don't get that attention for my looks. And, but they can do it because they got money or because of this, because of that. And I'm like, no, you get attention. You get, trust me, there's a lot of men that find you attractive. You just, you just see that person. And this is what's really, they don't realize is the only reason they're upset with them is because they see that person more attractive than them. Yeah. Because you never hear, you, you never hear somebody, have you ever heard anybody say they hate Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> Roseanne Barr. <laughs> right. It's so true. I, I'm trying to remember the quote that I heard. I'm trying, I can't remember who said it, but they basically was saying that you'll only ever get anyone giving you issues or saying bad things about you who are lower than you. No one ever goes beneath them and tries to hurt people beneath them. If they see you as some type of threat to them for some reason, that's the only reason they'll say those things. I, I, I don't. I don't like the way they say that. I don't. Not somebody that's lower than you. Somebody that you perceive to be lower yes, than. Yeah. You. Yeah. There you go. I said it very uneloquently. Perception. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would say that like when people say, "Oh, you think you're better than somebody," I'm like, first of all. How, how do you? How can you be better than you can be better at something than yeah. someone? But how can you be better than someone? <laughs> it's like yeah. I can be better at something, you know. And just like I can be better at something than you, you're better at something than me. Exactly. Right. I mean, there. I. I gotta always tell people when they say, oh, you know, when I talk about stuff, like anybody who does any kind of stuff online, what do they think they know everything? No, I just happen to know this. Because yeah. <laughs> there's too much to know, right? Let's start yeah. with the A's, right? Archaeology, astrology, and, you know, there's too much to know. Exactly. <laughs> you go from A to Z, and I can tell you I did a whole, there's way, there's so much stuff we do not know. Yeah. So stay within your lane, and you'll sound, and you'll always sound pretty intelligent. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> My dog is over here, man. What do you want? <laughs> is that your cute little dog? Yeah, he's over there whining. Oh. <laughs> he is cute though. <laughs> well, so how was the feeling? Like, what did you feel in your community when all that was going on? Was there a difference being that far away or? No, I don't think so. I don't I don't think the proximity, you know, because, you know, like, oh my God, right? I'm not sure some people make a big deal out of, oh my God, it happened right here. But um, yeah. it's a, it, you know, mental illness is not something that's, being dealt with very well. And it's also, to be honest with you, if you locked up everybody that seems scary, we lock up half the country. Yeah. And and I don't think people realize that. Mm-hmm. Like every, like no one is in de- on death row until they commit the crime. And it's you know like what I'm saying? Majority report, right? Where they are going around trying to catch people before they actually committed the crime. You, you know, you can't, and that's what, that's the part that people, you know, that's the unreal, that's the unrealistic expectation that's out there is you can actually prevent school shootings. I don't know why all of a sudden, um, in the last 20 years that this is a thing. I know it's, I think it has a lot to do with copycatting. Yeah. 
I think okay. when people, when people, you know, I mean, you tell me what area in the world that people don't copycat. There's no, there's not, there's, there's not one car, one brand of car. There's not one brand of hat. There's not one brand of shoe. You know, do you think that has to do with the social media and how much is spread to our kids, our younger? I think, kids? I think they get more information faster, but I don't think that because there were serial killers before social media. Um, if you're a mentally ill person and you see something on television that you find interesting and you have the border, you have the borderline personality issues or whatever the issues you have, you don't look at it and see what you and I, like there's people, we all saw what just happened at that school. I'm telling you right now, everybody didn't look at it the same way. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, most of us are crying and upset and some people are like, hmm, wow, that affected a lot of people. And a lot of people got sad from that. And I don't like people. And I want to make people sad. I mean, that kid who drove down to uh, Buffalo and did that, he knew what he was, he knew the reaction he was going to get. He went after black people. He did a whole thing about it. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And he knew this, you know, I'm glad he got killed. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. He didn't get killed, did he? He went out, he got went out here, did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like him to die. I don't like him to live through. I, I want them to die on the, on the spot because... I don't want because it ling- it lasts longer when you catch them because they go to a trial and it just keeps coming up. Yeah, <laughs> I I actually like a lot of people like this uh, Bailey, my client. She goes, you know, they killed him. She goes, but I I wish they didn't kill him because I, I just want to know why. And I'm like, what do you why what? What do you mean why? I want to know why I did it. That's not going to make you feel better. All you're going to do is say, well, no matter what comes out of his mouth, you're going to say that's not a good reason. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he says. <laughs> okay. And yeah, people there's... really think there's some closure. I got news for everybody out there. Closure is not, it, there's no such thing as closure. Anyone out there who's lost somebody they love in a tragic way can vouch for this. There's no such thing as closure. Yeah. You're never okay with this. Yeah, you might go, okay, I know what the finale is. They found the body. You know, like people say, you know, we'd like to bury a body. We'd like to at least, I get that. Yeah. But once you bury the body, that hole is never filled. Yeah. Never. <laughs> okay. So this this closure thing is a, is is not realistic. It's just not. Yeah. So the things that I've seen about it is they're talking about possibly him being bullied and things like that. I think that is a huge thing that has gone on for so many decades, so many years that I don't know how you even get past that. How do you change that? I mean, we just had in my own community, we had a 12 year old who actually ended up killing himself because of being bullied at school. And he comes from a family that you would never expect him to be going through those things. At 12 years old, you never expect a 12-year-old to go through those things. My daughter is 10. And there's no way I would even think that something like that is going through her head. And it does. There's so many dysfunctional families out there. So many. So many. Like you have no idea what's going on. I mean that that family out in um, 
California, where they were had their kids, you know, handcuffed to to, to the radiator, and they, you know, they raised their kids for years. Neighbors are, I mean, and neighbors are like noticing stuff, but they never say anything. Yeah, I actually talked to Dr. Oz about that at a lunch because I used to work for the news, a local news station, for a while. Mm -hmm. He came out to. Um, just have a breakfast with us, actually. Mm -hmm. And that's what he was working on was that story at the time that he came out. And I am one that just wants to learn everything about mental disorders and finding a way to help people live healthier lives. So I sat down and had a chat with him about this family. And I, I asked live, I, live, I live near there. I live near there. Yeah. So I asked him, you know, what he thought of their mental state when he interviewed them, you know, and and it was interesting to hear somebody who sat down with the family and help have them understand. I mean, like what he was saying to me was he was saying that the mom just thought she was doing what the what was right for the kids, right? In her head, she made it okay what she was doing with her kids, right? She made it okay in her own mind. The thing that I always had a question about with that was, you know, why was the husband okay to go along with that? You know, he saw. They find each other. Yeah, it's crazy. They, I don't. I've, I've watched stories on, uh, you know, investigation discoveries, like my favorite channel. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, they show couples that do stuff. They find each other. Yeah. They find each other. Like you, like you. How do you find? Like I worked because I worked at. You know, I worked at San Quentin Prison, right? Mm -hmm. On death row, right? Okay, so. I worked with the Night Stalker, had, you know, talked to him every day, wow. talked to, you know, James Marlowe. Uh, I talked to, you know, a lot of serial killers. Um, and James Marlowe went across the country killing hitchhikers with Cindy Coffey, remember um, Natural Born Killer with mm -hmm. Woody Harrelson? That movie was about James Marlowe. So how do you find a girl to go across the country killing people? Like, how do you find that person? Right. So, but they do. That's yeah. why I always tell people, you know, a lot of these single women that are single and say they can't, I can't, I can't find a good guy. Maybe it's something that's about you. Yeah. That's not, it's drawing that energy. And it's not that you're a bad person, but you're drawing that energy. Yeah. And, and people, people don't, people for some reason don't understand energy. Energy is real. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Energy is real. If you're a, in a bad place, Everybody, but I, I found the wrong person when I wasn't in a good place. Yeah. I didn't know I wasn't in a good place until I realized afterwards, I'm like, dude, you, you, your energy brought that person to your life. Manipulative. Yeah. I was, I was, I was in a position where I could be manipulated. So if you're not in a good place, you can be manipulated. Yeah. But if you're in a great place, they, they, they can tell that this is not going to work here and they move on. Yeah. They don't take on everybody. They take on the people that they believe are susceptible to their stuff. Mm -hmm. And they don't, and it's not words. It's an, it's an energy. It's a feeling that you have. Just like if you ever met somebody and just don't like them, <laughs> you're like, mm, I just don't like this person, <laughs> right? They ain't said a word. They're like, hi, how are you? And you're like, mm, I, just don't like them. <laughs> I listen to that now. Yeah. I, that. I don't. I don't even give them a second chance. Yeah, I so my husband and I we had a business and our one our business partner had taken everything from us 
And I didn't realize that his wife was even involved. I thought there's no way, there's no way she can be involved. And after talking to her, I realized that she was in on it through the very beginning. Might be the mastermind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just crazy to me that people can find each other and hurt each other. And it's just that easy, right? So that's what happens with that kid. Yeah. Those kids who are doing these shootings, they're in situations. And, and it's not that it's the parents' fault. I don't, I, I hate the fault game. The fault game is a slippery slope, <laughs> you know, because you could be, you can have, I always tell people, like, I have two kids, right? I have, my son is 35, my daughter's 25, and my vasectomy is 24. <laughs> and people are like, you know, when, and when they talk about my kids, anybody who knows my kids, my kids are pretty freaking cool. Like, they're good to go good people. They handle their business. They're very successful. Like a lot of people really, really like my kids. So people say, you should, you should have more kids. I'm like, no, that'll be the one. <laughs> Don't jinx it. <laughs> I'm pushing my luck. I played with my dogs. I had the perfect dog. He never barked. He never did anything bad. And then I was like, we should get another dog for our kids. So he <laughs> now my dog, my little dog, she is so fearful of everything. She's constantly trying to eat everybody. Even though she's only nine pounds, she wants to eat anything and everything inside. Right? <laughs> like him, like he's a great dog. And I'm like, when he passes away, I'm done. I ain't going to get this lucky again. <laughs> I ain't pushing my luck, but yeah, you know, you know, you don't, you know, you could be the greatest parents in the world and it doesn't work out. Yeah. You You just never know. And here's the crazy thing is as parents, we try to do so much for our kids to make sure that they have a healthy mental state. Right. I mean, I know that even with my son, my son was being bullied when he was younger. And I was so worried about his mental state because of all the different situations that happened that I went to go take him to a therapist because I didn't want them to prescribe drugs for him. I just wanted it to be a conversation in case he couldn't say anything to me about what was going on. And they ended up after that meeting, wanting to prescribe him drugs. And I was like, no, I was, I'm, I'm one that I'm very against that against using drugs to be able to help somebody if they're not at the level where my son was, my son was, was, you know, I was just wanting to have someone to talk to. And I think that that's part of some of these issues too, is because some of these kids who are from stories that I've read have been medicated for different situations. And I wonder how much of that plays into it. What are your thoughts on any of that? It could help. It could not help. There is no, that's, that's kind of my point. When you're talking about a chemical imbalance is what we're talking about. Okay. You know, that some, some people do the medication and they, they turn into a, you know, the CEO of a corporation. Yeah. So, you know, that's why when people, people don't understand that they, you hear people talk in absolutes. I do not talk in that. Nothing's absolute. Nothing, nothing is absolute. Medication can help. Medication can hurt. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, um, you have to be on like my, my ex who had mental issues, you know, when they, you know, I went to the, you know, to the doctor with her and we sat across from the farm, you know, pharmacologist. She was like, you know, we're going to have to play with these meds and lower them and raise them and this and that. And you got to be honest about what you're experiencing. And and I just, and I watched it. So I, I lived and watched the person try to control this thing. 
you know, she had bipolar one, ADHD, borderline social. She had a lot of stuff going on. And the medication for her, when, when she didn't use enough, she was manic. When she used too much, she was a zombie. Yeah. Um, when it was just right, she could focus. Most of her life, she couldn't focus, you know, and her mother didn't want to run it. She said, you know, my mother said, you know, I don't want to lose her creativity. And I go, yeah, but if the medication is right, you can actually use your creativity. Yeah. Because off the medication, you're too messed up to do anything. Yeah. You know, so a lot of parents don't like the stigma because they see it's hard to it's hard for a person to allow something like medication be involved if you already have judgment about it. You know, just like I say about when I got to say about the most insecure people, like a lot of women don't like are worried about what people say about them because they talk about people. And if you talk about people, you think everybody's talking about you because you're talking about them. <laughs> and and I tell, so anytime someone says it, I'm like, you know why you're so concerned about how people see you? Because you you judge people all the time. So you think everyone's judging you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't walk around critiquing people. I don't care what you're wearing. I do not care. I, I never think anybody's talking about me. And I'm sure they are, but I don't think that way. I don't walk around going, oh, they're thinking about me. I'm like, I ain't thinking about nobody. So, <laughs> really, that thought is what's going through your head. They probably never, ever think about you. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think people are thinking about me. Because I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not running around yelling and screaming. I'm pretty quiet. I mean, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm a bigger person, so I know my stature, you know, makes people look. But I don't, we're, I don't consider what they're thinking. You know, like, like I have any idea what someone's thinking when they're looking at me. But when you talk about other people, you do. You yeah. do. You sit there and, you know, not anytime I'm like, you need to stop talking about people. That's why you can't leave the house, you know, secure. Because you spend all your time talking about other people and you think they're talking about you. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. I think it happens a lot with a lot of things that people deal with that, that they have issues with. Is it something actually that they have an issue with and they kind of project on other people for sure? You know, like the cheater. The cheater always calls the other person the cheater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you I know you out there doing stuff. I uh, know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you're, a, if you're a cheater out there, stop blaming the other person because you give it away. <laughs> Just a little secret, little, little tip, little cheating tip. <laughs> Wait, no giving advice to those people. No. <laughs> Stop blaming the other person. You're just giving yourself away. <laughs> so I was actually thinking, well, while thinking and, and listening to some of these news stories about the shooting, I had watched a few things on the Columbine um, school shooting and what happened there. And one thing that I thought was really neat about what came out of that horrifying event was that there were the first girl that they, that those boys shot that day, she had constantly written in her journal and it was kind of a weird thing. And it actually got big for a while where she wrote in her journal that she knew she wasn't going to live a long life, that she, her life was going to be short, but she knew that it was supposed to be meant for something great. And 
so after the school shootings, uh, I think after maybe a year, her brother came out who's going to the same school as her at the time. And he was actually in the library where they did all the shootings. And he was one of the few that actually survived, was actually able to leave the library. And um, he, I mean, he sat there and watched his friend get shot right next to him, you know, and and he had a really hard time, you know, dealing with all that. But once he started reading her journals, he saw that just the way that she lived her life and how she knew that it, her life was going to be short, but she knew that her example was going to be meant for greater things. And I thought that that was such a beautiful way to look at it after what had happened. He was able to take his sister's story and be able to say, you know, she was doing all these things to help other people and better her own life because, and she was living it day to day and he never understood her because. That's a huge, that, that, that's, <laughs> it's incredible for somebody that young to be already there. Most people never get there. That's, yeah. where, I'm at. that's where I'm at today. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't there most of my life and I had to learn that. So that's that's kind of incredible that a young person understand that people when they say live your live every day like it's your like it's your last day, that's what they're talking about. They're not talking about spending all your money, okay? Yeah. <laughs> what they mean is is you don't know if you're gonna be here tomorrow. Anything can happen. You can you could die on the way home from school, you could die on the way home from work, you could, people die eating, people die sleeping, people die taking a bath. People die doing everyday things. Yeah. And most people, I have, I have clients, you know, a few that I would talk about that. They would, oh, Adrice, don't say that. You're going to live, you're going to live to be. And I'm like, why do you say that? Like, I'm first, first of all, I am perfectly fine dying. I have no, if I die tomorrow, if somebody, if today somebody, if Angel, hey, you're going to die, you won't wake up in the morning. I'll be like, all right, cool. I'll just make some phone calls and that's it. Because I'm not going to live forever anyway. So yeah. so shouldn't I be... Woohoo, now he's complaining. <laughs> really? <laughs> Did you hear that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't realize that they don't know when you're going to die. You yeah. don't know. Kobe Bryant didn't know he was dying that day. Yeah. His 13-year-old daughter didn't know. Nobody in a helicopter knew. So how are you spending today? How are you going to spend today since you don't really know if you have tomorrow? And yeah. most people spend their day being mad and angry and pissy and cut, you know, why would you spend your last day that way? If somebody said to you, how are you going to spend your last day? You should probably wouldn't spend it doing that. Yeah. Arguing with your sister, arguing with your husband, arguing with your friends. So I learned to live every day that way. I don't spend any of my days going, well, if I died tomorrow, would I be okay with what I did today? So I just make sure that I'm okay with what I'm doing today. So that if I do die tomorrow, I was okay with that last day. That's what she's talking about. And that's what she was doing. I love that. And he actually recounted his day that day and how he drove his sister to school and how he was arguing with her and yelling at her and telling her, because he was the jock at school, right? He was the popular one and she never cared about popularity. She never cared to try to be this great person for anyone. She just lived her life to try to give to people who needed her support. And he, it was a big life-changing experience for him because he realized that just what you, like what you were saying, you know, that he lived his last moments, not giving to the people that he loved, not 
doing and you know it's easy to look back on moments like that and tear yourself down and stuff so i don't I mean, there's nothing wrong, and there's nothing wrong with being the jock there's nothing wrong with being popular it's no. just why are you doing it <laughs> you're tearing people down while you do it and that's how you're popular then that's the wrong popularity right. or if you're doing it or if you're doing it not even this i mean yeah yeah but even if you're just doing it for everybody else yeah like if you're just popular because you do something that's outstanding, that's that's great. Yeah. You know, like like most people who do great things, they're not popular because of anything other than they just, they just did something great. Yeah. Like when I was, you know, on top of my game and I was in back magazines and people used to praise me. I'm like, it's not praising me. You know, I do what I happen to do just happens to be in magazines. You know, if they did a housewife magazine, you might be in it. Or if they did a <laughs> bus driver magazine or whatever it is you do. Yeah. If they had a magazine that covered it, you would be popular for it. Yeah. So stop putting people who are, are in popular arenas where their face is shown. Stop acting like their lives are so much better than yours. Or they're so because they're not. They're 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 not better than you. Their lives aren't better than yours. Um your life is your life. You can make it great or not. Um, events. That's the, the biggest thing about, you know, stuff like that, that the, the way to get through stuff like that is um, people don't look at life the right way. You know, if you look at life in every event in your life, if you think, think of a beach and every beach has tons of tons of sand and great grains of sand. If you look at every event in your life as a grain of sand and you don't make one grain of sand more important than the other one, you, live in a, you can live in a very, very peaceful place. You don't get too high when they're great. You don't get too low when it's not. The reason most people have turmoil and crazy lives is they put too much emphasis on the great stuff and they put too much emphasis on the bad stuff. Yeah. So now they're going really high and really low and really high. Yeah, which, yeah, that was good. Like, yeah, it was good, but okay, moving right along. Oh, that was good, but moving right along. <laughs> oh, that wasn't so great. Let's keep moving right along. <laughs> and they can't do that. They like they'll take, you know, they'll take relationships that are bad and they stay in that relationship for 10 years. Keep talking about it like it just like it's like they're still in it. Yeah. You know, like that. Oh, I, uh, I'm not I'm not dating because I'm I'm happy alone. No, you're not. You're just happy you ain't fighting with somebody. But yeah. you're not happy alone. You're okay. You can do this. But no, you're gonna sit there and tell, say the girl, tell me that you don't like when somebody buys you flowers. You're gonna tell me like when someone buys a dress for you and you look good and they tell you how good you look in it. Don't tell me you, you know, no, you're just okay. Because I don't lie to myself. I don't sit there and pretend I'm okay with something I'm not okay with. Yeah. That is that does not serve me at all. What serves me is admitting that I need more and then trying to find out how to achieve that. Yeah than getting that thing that I need, not pretending I don't need it all of a sudden because in the past it hasn't worked out. That's like buying a car that doesn't work and you say, I'm not buying cars anymore. I'm going to ride skateboards for that one. No, you'll try a new car. See, you know? uh, people don't do that with relationships, but they make it again. And you hear them say, well, that's different. You know, It's my heart. I'm like, yeah, but that's what I'm talking about, the grain of sand. You're making that big. You're making it bigger than it is. You can make it small too. You can take that same event and make it small. Yeah. And that's what I mean. And that's kind of what I mean by gang mentality. 
most people tell you to look at it the wrong way. Like when my father passed away on Christmas 2000, his father passed away on Christmas 84. So both of my, my father and his father both died on Christmas morning. Wow. You know, so I, my joke is I'm a, I don't know what day, I'm, I don't know what year I'm going to die, but I know what day I'm going to die. <laughs> you just expect it. So you're making all the phone calls the day before. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm just going to start skipping over the 25th. <laughs> That's, well, my girlfriend. That's my girlfriend's birthday, so I'm, I'm gonna die on your birthday. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> well, I think that the crazy thing is, is I mean, with mental illnesses and making drastic decisions in in thing in things like this where there's shootings, I think that people feel like there's no way out of their situation, and I think. You mean the person that does the event? Yeah, the person that does it. I think that, I mean, what would you say for people like that? What are your thoughts on I think, that? Well, first of all, I don't think they come to that easily. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah, I don't think they come to that easily. And I also think that they're at a place where nothing matters. Yeah. And no one matters. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know how you get there. But you can get there. We've seen it. Um, before people would get there and just commit suicide, now they're taking other people out. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you get there. Um, I know, like you said, bullying happens a lot today. You know, these kids, you know, bully, bullies are insecure. I mean, that's the whole reason they're bullying. Yeah. You know, like why would you how how why would you mess with somebody who wants nothing to do with you? Or somebody who's weaker than you because you yeah, know, like they, you know want, they're weaker. they want nothing to do with this. Why would you do that? Why don't you go pick on somebody that is that wants what, what you're bringing? Well, pick on that guy. He he wants that action. Take it over to that guy. How come they don't do that? Bullies don't ever take it to the guy who wants what they want, right? Because they're insecure. Um, and they're usually angry at the world. Um, it's usually something going on in their private life that they, that comes out into the public. I don't want to say at home and all that, but that's probably where, especially when you're that young, you know, where's yeah. most of your, most of your life is at home. You know, a lot of parents these days suck. There's a lot of bad parenting. Parents don't want to parent. They just want the world to parent for them. They want everybody else. They want the schools to do it. Mm -hmm. It's hard being a parent, man. It is so hard. You got to, you got to do things you don't want to do. You got to set rules and boundaries. You got to repeat yourself a zillion times. People get to, I should tell my son all the time, do you really think I want to say this for the 90th time? <laughs> I would like to say this once and never have to say it again. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. And I said, but I can't, I, I said, once I decided to have you, I made a decision that I have to do this, period. I can't bail out. I don't get to quit. I don't get to quit this job. I used to tell them that all the time. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people quit their job. They quit their job. They sit there and go, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Well, we don't want to deal with it either. Yeah. You brought that person into the world. We didn't bring that person. So why do I tell people your job as a parent is in 18 years to put somebody out on the streets that society doesn't have to raise. Yes. That is your job as a parent. Yeah. <laughs> to put to put a product out on the street <laughs> that's not a burden, not a burden to society. So I actually kind of have this 
theory that I wanted to see your opinion about. So I've read a lot of things and I've kind of been researching a lot of things on how possibly living your life a little more intentionally, being able to have your goals really be around something for yourself and not around people or situations, how that could possibly help with mental illness. And and that's kind of why I want to spread the message of living each day to the fullest and having something intentional that you're working towards because I think that's, I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. I think that when you are in a bad mental state, you actually start to close things off. You get stuck in your world. You get stuck in your mind and you can't, you don't feel like there's any escape. You have to have purpose. Yeah. So I think that that's one. And I, and I think that's for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, when I was beat down and my neck was broke and my, you know, and I couldn't move and my back, I didn't have purpose. I was depressed. I was miserable. Didn't want to wake up in the morning. So you don't have to have a mental problem for that to consume you and, and make you completely miserable. Yeah. Everyone has to have a purpose. Yeah. And they don't really teach stuff like that in school. And I think some stuff like that would be huge for our kids to learn. You know, and to not give up, not to quit in those situations when you we do have, have to show up. We have the we have the most we have the weirdest people are weird, man. On one token, they're like, "Oh, you gotta be unique. You want to be unique. You know, everyone's their own person." But then, if you step off to the side and do something individually, something's wrong with you. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> you they tell you to be unique, and then if you are, you're weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I mean, I hope you guys out there really pay notice that, like, just like I said about with women, you know, women all, you know, women love to act like they're all for one and one for all, but deep down, women don't get along. Yeah. They just really, really don't. And it's like, why y'all, the only thing y'all seem to agree on is beating up on some men every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> You'll agree to that. <laughs> Unless he's cute. Then it's like this. Yeah, hate him. Wait a minute, not him. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, let's just leave him out of this, okay? (laughs) No, I think that that's like, that is so huge for any way of getting out of any situation where you're stuck in your own head, though. I really feel like people just don't understand or learn that, you know, if you're working towards something and you have a drive for something, then it's harder to sit and wallow in your own despair. And it's harder to... I mean, I know like with situations that I've been in where I just felt like I was crazy in the head. I didn't know what was going on. Like I, I mean, I was really stuck in my own. That's the secret to weight loss, believe it or not. Oh, you froze up a little bit. I don't know, something happened in your your neighborhood. Okay, there you go. Well, you're talking, (laughs) there you go. That's actually the secret to to, um, weight loss. What you just said is the reason that most people lose weight and gain it back is because their goal isn't their goal is is short term. Like they'll say, I want to lose 20 pounds. This is the worst thing you can say. I want to lose 20 pounds. You know why? Because what do you do after you lose the 20 pounds? Go back to what you were doing before. No, but but yeah, what do you do? You're like, okay, the 20 pounds is gone. Now what? Right? Yeah. So a friend of mine, I think I might have mentioned this. A friend of mine texted me one day, his name is Greg Walker out in Palm Springs, and he he a text, uh, no, on Facebook, he wrote me and he's like, how do you, how, how do you do this? How do you, 
I go, what do you mean? He goes, how are you still, I forget how he worded it, but he didn't even word it the way he wanted to word it. And so I kind of looked at, I go, are you trying to ask me, how do I keep doing the same? How, how do I stay in shape all of these years, year after year after year? He goes, yeah, how do you keep doing it? How do you stay there? And I said, I made a life commitment, not a 20, not a one year commitment. I made a life commitment to be the best I can be, period, for the remainder of my life, which means I can't put on 20 pounds. I have to keep working at something. I have to keep improving as a friend, as a father, as a trainer, as a coach. I have to get better because I want to be the best I can be. And you can't be the best you can be if you're if you're not improving somewhere. Yeah. Right. So that's why I'm always in shape because I won't, I have to stay in shape if I'm being the if I'm gonna be honest about things, if I want to be the best I can be, I can't be out of shape. Yeah. If I'm being the best I be, I can't be 20 pounds overweight, right? I can't be fat, I can't be you know, broke, I, you know, I have to keep trying to make a living. I have to keep. So there's never a moment where I can get, I get to go, oh, I've arrived. No, there is no, I've, I'm never going to arrive. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm never, never going to arrive ever, ever. I will never arrive. Yeah. And, and I feel that, especially when it comes to um, the mind, you know, if you can, if people, I'm telling you, you cannot, Sit there and act like you figured it all out. You got the you got all the answers. Like I'll sit up here and talk about stuff all day, and all the things I'm talking about now, I thought completely different ten years ago about a lot of it. Not everything, but a lot of this stuff I didn't think this way ten years ago. Yeah. But I'm always open to hear something to tell me no. Yeah, you may be right here, but there's also this, and then I can add that to my toolbox. I can keep adding. So all I'm trying to do is just keep adding good, good stuff to my toolbox. And I, and I go by people's feedback. I go by how people, I go by how people respond to me after they hear the words come out of my mouth. Yeah. And I'm not, they're not saying like, everybody's going to like what I have to say, but very few people can say that what I'm saying is wrong. They can say they disagree with it, which is perfectly fine, but they can't say it's wrong because I don't ever say anything that's wrong. It may be, it may be what a lot more to it, or, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's not just like, where did he come up with that? You know? <laughs> well, one of the things I actually love, and it plays into what you're talking about, is uh, I've talked about this before on a few of my other podcasts. But Matthew McConaughey, when he was younger, he was asked who his hero was, and it, I think it was like a reporter friend that asked him, and he says, "Well, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but." come back and ask me in two weeks or whatever. And they came back and they asked him again. They're like, okay, who's your hero? And he's all, well, it's me in 10 years. And they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. So this reporter comes back 10 years later and he says, okay, are you now your hero? Who's your hero now? And he says, actually, I'm not my hero. My hero is me in 10 years. And I love that concept because it plays in exactly what you're saying. Yeah, he's continuing to grow, right? No matter what, he it, he knows he's not going to be, he's ever going to be his best. He has to keep working at he's it. Continue growing, he's continuing. And when you do that, I'm telling you, it might let you, first of all, you're happier. Um, yeah. Happy people want to be around you. Grumpy people don't like being around happy people. I actually had a guy say to me once, it was so funny. We were playing golf, he was on a golf course and we were talking about something. He goes, oh my God, you're one of those 
motivational happy people, aren't you? And I'm like, and I guess you're not. <laughs> he actually had a problem with it. I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, really, dude? It's so true. So true. <laughs> like people get mad at people who aren't pissed off at the world. Like they just don't. They don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could be, I could be, I did. There was a time when I was just as angry and walked around, you know, not liking things, you know. And I had, don't get me wrong, I had really good things that I didn't like. There were legitimate reasons, but I didn't have to walk around like that. Yeah. You know, I was like, I, okay, I don't, I could not like something and not have an attitude to go with it. Yeah. I could just not like it, you know, and that, and that's what we see now. We see people wearing their attitude on their sleeve. Um, most a lot of people who are single, you're single because trust me, people can feel that you're you're not happy about some something. They can feel it, and you'll keep meeting people just like you, and you don't want to do that. I mean, I don't think people understand why they're they're not you're not single because something you're not single because you're not dateable. You're dateable for sure, but there's a side of you that people that that when you meet people, it just it just it just bangs. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. Yeah. And when you when you get when you can figure that out, that's why I I got perfectly fine with being alone. I I don't like being alone, but I was like, I'll be alone before I'll be in a situation I don't want to be in. That's yeah. for sure. But I do not want to. I never got comfortable being single. Once you get comfortable being single, you will be single. Yeah. Because you'll you actually give off negative energy because you're single. You know, like I joke about that now, you know, soup for one, placemat for one, go to a store. <laughs> well, I'm looking for some silverware. Oh, we have a, a, a set for four. No, I just need one. <laughs> one fork, one spoon, one knife. <laughs> yeah, and people do get comfortable with that. Everybody gets comfortable kind of in their own situation. That's why even like when you change jobs, it's really hard to take on a new job because you're comfortable. You're used to that praise, that recognition in your last job, and you're scared. You have that fear that something new could maybe bring sadness or hardship, right? But here's the thing that I love like talking about with people is living your life so intentionally instead of letting life happen to you. And I think when you get in a place where you're letting, just allowing life to happen to you, it will happen. you get stuck in your head and you can't get out because it you're will just, happen. If you just let it happen. Out. You let it happen. It'll happen. Yeah. This is what you're saying. If you let life, if you just wait around letting life happen, Oh, it'll happen. Yeah. Might not happen the way you want it to happen. There's a book called You Are the Placebo, and it tells you that. And people say it all the time, the body will heal itself. Yeah, but it's not going to heal itself like it's supposed to. You know, your bone will heal, but it might heal in a whole other way. So that's why yeah. doctors have to set a broken bone because the body will heal. Yeah. But it might not be, it might, but it might not heal in a way that's going to serve you. So you yeah. can't just walk through life. Basically, you can't be on a raft without any oars. And just let the currents take you wherever the hell yeah. it wants to take you. you. You can't, you cannot do that. And people who don't do that, there's very few people who are like that, by the way. But people who don't do that, most people cannot stand them. Look how many people don't like Elon Musk. How could you not like Elon <laughs> Musk? Think about that. You got a dude that he's in his think it's not even in his 50s yet, maybe early 50s. And look at his success just because he chose to go for it. Yeah. He just chose to go for it. 
And, and, and I, I love when people are like, oh, I'm like, dude, oh, he's going to buy Twitter and he's going to open it up to, you know, I'm like, so you mad because I got to open up free speech. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to stop blocking people. From, you want to speak my mind, I'm going to buy Twitter so people can speak their mind. I hate that. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? We like because we, like, we don't like the other side having a voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's the world we live in now. We actually want to shut people down because they disagree with us. That is the craziest thing I have ever heard. Yeah. You know, you look at, I, I teach, I, I, I mentioned this, you know, <laughs> I wrote it, I think I wrote it in a post. Muhammad Ali couldn't even change his name. They wouldn't even let him change his name without giving him hell, refusing to call him Ali and all that. But Bruce Jenner can change his gender. <laughs> and, <it's okay. laughs> and you have, and we all have to accept it and go, yeah, okay, he's a woman now. Like we're, we're all supposed to do that? But this dude couldn't even change his name? Like that's the world we live in. Like they want to tell you what to do, when to do it, but nobody can tell them what to do. They just want to tell you what to do. Don't tell me what to do, but I get to tell you what to do. It's I don't, It's the craziest. It's, I look at some of time and I'm like, wow, people are really, really crazy. <laughs> I kind of use that to my advantage when I'm a parent because my kids love being the authority, right? When I'm not around, they love to tell each other what to do. And so my favorite thing is to let them give their wrath to each other when I'm gone, right? I'm like, you tell him to do this and then you tell this one to do this and they all keep tabs on each other. And when I get home, I get all the reports of everything that they did, right? So I I love that aspect of it, but maybe I'm, I'm teaching them bad habits. I don't know. <laughs> but well, I actually, no, actually, right? I think that's a, I know, yeah, I, that's a good idea. I mean, I only had two and it was so far apart that I knew who was messing up. But yeah. uh, you know, like, like Bill Cosby, he had a con he had a joke about that where both of his kid, him and his brother, because he was because he would tell it, he would say, you know, kids, who has who has two, uh, one kid out there? People said, man, he goes, you ain't no real parent. You know, you're not a real parent. So you got two or three because now the games begin. <laughs> who broke the lamp? <laughs> when you have one yeah, kid around, you know who broke the lamp. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, having, having multiple kids is that's good because you got them all ratting on each other. So, everybody got to watch their P's and Q's because they know you're going to tell. They're going to get told on. Yeah. They're quite a bit of rule keepers just because they know I have each other keep tabs on each other. You but... got a minute left before we, uh, before you, oh, yeah. before you get to sign off. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, this world is kind of crazy, but my thoughts are is maybe, you know, teaching our kids, teaching everybody around us to just have bigger goals, bigger intentions with everything they do during the day. I mean, that's a theory that I really want to start embracing. Direction. More, Adults you know? need direction. We all need direction. We all need, we need direction and we need boundaries. You know, all of this boundary list stuff is ridiculous. Everybody needs to be told, shut up every now and then. Everybody needs to be told to get in line. I have a place. Like when I tell people like, like people say, you know, you have a place. Like I'm like, yeah, I do too. We all have a place. I I, I, sh I don't have freedom to just say whatever the heck I want, whenever the heck I want, wherever. I no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like there's times when I'm in the company and I'm like, I need to be quiet here. This is not for me. This is not a place that I need to be talking. 
Yeah. And everyone, everyone has that. And a lot of kids these days think there's no boundaries and they get to say what they want when they want. And it doesn't work that way. And that's a problem. And a lot of parents let that happen by letting that happen in the house. Because if they're doing it in the house, they're going to do it outside the house. Yeah. So. 100%. Well, this has been a fun chat as usual. Thank you, Coach Adris. You're welcome. Great talk. Great talk. Yeah, we'll be hanging out again on Friday. So I'm excited. We'll see you this Friday. We got 15 seconds. We okay. did good. See? <laughs> we're going to cut off the end. And after, after this minute is up, these next 10 seconds, we're going to really get into it. Yeah, no, we are. <laughs> awesome. Right. Thanks, Adrian. See you guys Friday. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for coming and hanging out. Definitely something that I recommend. I am going over my time a little bit, so you guys will probably miss out on this, but find goals, find ways to live intentionally. And that's something that I am trying to teach to my kids and everybody I know, because when you let life happen to you, you're going to get in a whole world of hurt and you don't know how to climb out of it. So my recommendation is have a goal, have something that you're reaching for, if anything, just try to be a better version of yourself because there's a lot that you can work on on yourself. I know because there's a lot I need to work on. But sharing that message, just helping people to see that they can make choices in their life so they don't feel closed off and shut into their own head, then I think that's a great direction to go. So love you guys. I will see you Friday. See ya.